It's time. It is that time. Time for Styles and Watkins. You can join the show by texting 916-339-1140. Find us on YouTube at Sacktown Sports 1140. It's time for Alan Styles at Chris Watkins. Yes, yes, yes. On a Friday, the beam was shining bright last night as the Kings... Get back on the right foot. Actually, they weren't on the wrong foot, but just get back out there after the All-Star break. They take care of business barely against the Spurs, 127 to 122. Nate Littlefield behind the glass. Chris Watkins, Alan Styles got you till 2 p.m. on this beautiful Friday. If it's a payday for you, enjoy yourself. If it's not, hang in there. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it'll be next week. Uh, Chris, how how you doing? Uh, great, yeah. It's not a payday for us, but but uh, you know, still still feeling good. It's protect a good Friday. Chickens. Yes, protect your chickens. <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah, it was a it was a good game yesterday. Uh, exciting game. Of course, we talked about in the past. Uh, we ideally would have liked to see the Kings make that an easy game, a fourth quarter blowout. But you know, we we also know that that's just not how things happen here in Sacramento. So. Uh, Got to take it how you can get it, but uh, yeah, you know, nonetheless, exciting game and uh, feeling feeling good on a Friday. Excited to get this thing going. Yeah, the bottom line is, we sat there. I, I was in the post game. You were doing your post game. I was in the post game presser with Coach Mike Brown. Weird because when you look at the the box score, we know the game's not played on paper. Five guys in double figures, four guys with twenty plus points, and the first thing Coach says when he comes out is that was not a pretty game. That was, and, and to me. It didn't feel like an ugly game. I think we've you, seen uglier. We've that's seen for sure. uglier. Yeah. If you, I think it, it comes off as ugly because of who it was. And prior to the game, in the in the pregame presser, I asked Coach Mike Brown. I said, "Hey," and I and I basically knew what he would say, but right. I was just curious if he would give me a little bit of a look into it. If he would give me something, I asked, "Is there an emphasis on?" beating some of these teams that are lower in the standings. And obviously the uh, the easy answer is, hey, we're going to take everybody, right. you know, pretty pretty seriously. We, we can't. They're we can't all professionals. We, all yes, we can't just roll the ball out. So he did give me that answer. But at the end, he did say if that were the case, right, and we played based on what things, what the perception was, we probably don't win that game in Denver because right. the, the perception and everybody thought, hey, these guys just coming off of a loss. Now they got to go to Denver right before the break. Right. They're probably just not going to have it. So you have to fight through that. And he basically just said, doesn't matter who it is. We need these games. Yes. And he goes yeah. out and we're to the point now where a win is a win. That's it. We'll see how that, how that translates to facing the Clippers on Sunday. We'll get there later in the show, but you know, you get it done and that's all that matters. We have fair or foul. That'll be later in the show as well. We will break down some bonus. Does he remind you of one Someone on the 49ers, a star in the making, you might say. And I see on the text line left over from Carmichael Dave with Jason Ross. Hopefully you talk about the A's and their shenanigans. Oh, we will. That is on the docket as well, Nate. How are you doing as well, Nate? We're just going to get right into it. Oh, I'm I'm doing good. I'm, it's Friday, I'm man. out of town after this. this really? Uh, yeah, I'm headed to uh, Chico, California. Gonna... Weren't you just... Weren't you just in not not I was SoCal, in Pacifica. But yeah, so you're all that's over the NorCal. That, no, 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 that's not. It's south. It's south of this. It's south of here. Oh, yeah, South Bay. Yeah, right? I, I'm yeah. saying you're going north. You're going south. You're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like to have fun. 
There you go. Plain and simple. Period. There Plain you and go. simple. All right. All right. Well, we'll a little bit later in the show as well, as I'm still becoming a Sacramentan and all that jazz, I will be visiting Frank Fats for the first time. I hear it's a staple. I only hear good things. In Sacramento. You've never been. I have only walked in. I've never eaten eaten in there. I just like walked in just to. I've I've never been either, but from the outside, it looks like the Sopranos. Funny yes. enough, or maybe more Goodfellas. Yes. Maybe that's yeah, just yeah. the na- it's the name, it's the whole swag. But then they yeah. have Chinese food, so that's what's so interesting about well, it. Yeah. There's a relation between Chinese food and Italian. Like if you, th- I mean, the noodles. It's it, I guess apparently the Italians stole a lot of food from hmm. the Chinese. That, this was this was very yeah. Chris for a lot of you, by the way. <laughs> that, that, that is that that that. that, that <laughs> That synergy right there. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Funny enough. I went to UC Davis, everybody. <laughs> there you go. There Graduated, you go. too. Graduated. Even. Come but on, Nate. Funny Flex. enough, I have only walked into Frank Fats because the last time I went, it was too crowded yeah. and we didn't have time to wait. So. I think that's what happened with me. So, yes, we have a reservation this time. So, the menu is crazy. So, help me out here, everyone who has been there. What do we have to get? Chris Verlot has already put in a nod at the honey walnut shrimp. So we will talk about all that fair foul coming up a little bit later as KD gets into it with some fans, but getting back to the also Boogie says Boogie! he is moving on from the NBA. Moving on was, was the term. So I, I don't know that he's retiring from basketball. So, Hey, why not? It's Friday. Hit us up when we do that segment. Hit yeah, us up we talked your... Luca. We talked Taliburn yeah, earlier well, this week. Up, Why we... not complete the trifecta? Exactly. Hit us up with your favorite boogie stories if you have any. I know Chris probably has about five off the yeah, top of his head as we get back to the Kings and what they were able to do last night. What stuck out to me, Chris, was how the Kings have these spurts where they're getting after you at one point. They were running full court press like yeah. March Madness. Yeah. But then five minutes later, they get Zion, Lazazazical, okay, <laughs> lackadaisical, and all of a sudden, yeah. it's a tie game again. Yeah. I, it, lackadaisical. It, is, it is such a roller coaster, not even throughout the game, just every five minutes with these guys. Yeah. And I and I'm I'm still just having a bit of anxiety to see whether or not they can consistently play, maybe not that level, but why Why so hot and cold yeah. defensively? It's almost like I would take you going a little bit less hard in those hot moments to sustain warm for the whole game. Yeah. I would rather take that than we're going to go hard for five minutes yeah. and then we're just going to leave a layup line for the next five minutes. And Devin yeah. Vassell, I mean, he was just balling, by the way. Oh, my goodness. I know. I thought he had more threes when I looked at at the end of the game. He was only three of four. I was like, I feel like this dude was just hitting every – maybe it's because he hit that one really tough yeah. three uh, in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, I think that's – that. what you pointed out is, is exactly what I saw, too, right on the nose. Like, their on-ball defense at points was – was crazy. Like when Davion was out there, and it wasn't actually just Davion. Davion did great uh, uh, point of attack defense yesterday. I saw Malik picking up at half court mm-hmm. a couple times. I was like, "This is this is brand new for the not brand brand new, but like the, the, the level of intensity that I saw in those moments was really refreshing." And uh, you know, yeah, it, it's it's the lapses of defense. But that's what Mike Brown's talked about all year long. It's like. It's a, it's a cliche, it's coach speak, but you have to play for 48 minutes. Like, you just do have to play into the final whistle, and maybe that's, you know, to your question to Mike Brown, that's maybe where this team is showing, like, we're not going to give 100% attention and focus to the yeah. Spurs. They probably felt like, oh, yeah, we just went up nine in the fourth quarter. 
this is probably where the Spurs are just going to collapse. And the Spurs did the complete opposite. There was there was a moment where, yeah, it was a nine-point or a seven-point game, and then literally 30, 45 seconds later, it was a two-point game. And then and then the Spurs got the lead, and, and it, was, it was a great way of closing that game out. But overall, I mean, of course, I think the Kings would have liked to get that result a whole lot easier. But to Mike, what Mike Brown told you at the end of your question – you know, just because they they barely beat the Spurs, that honestly doesn't dictate anything for Sunday. It's a brand new game. Anything can happen. And just because they only beat the Spurs by, what was it, seven, doesn't mean they won't come out Sunday and they can't beat the Clippers by 15. Now, it also might mean, it, it could mean something, and it could say, hey, you only beat the Spurs by seven. Now you guys get destroyed by 15, and we'll, we'll just have to see. But there's there's no direct correlation between their play yesterday and uh, what they're going to do on Sunday. And that's exactly what Coach said when I asked him that question. He said, we cannot put more emphasis on the Clippers game coming up after this than we do on tonight's game. And he's exactly right because not not to say that they they maybe did. That's his thought process, not the players' right. thought process. Not to say that they did, but they almost tricked off one and and you know we're to the point now when we get back, we'll talk about it a little bit more. A win is a win. Right? Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Bonus goes right by Wimbledon Young with a fake hero step. He leaned left, went right, and that caught the Frenchman totally by surprise. A win is a win. That's what they say. And as the Kings will have their work cut out for them with the Clippers on deck on Sunday. So they get a couple days off today and then Saturday. They'll probably travel down, I would say, tomorrow. And then you take on the Clippers for just a random, couple of random one-offs where you have the Clippers in L.A. Then you come back for the for the Heat. And then you go back on the road. So that's a back-to-back. It's brutal. We've had these back-to-back conversations before. They have start. They have started to figure it out a little bit, right? A little they, bit. they got the. They won one on the second half of the back-to-back, and then they beat those two lowly teams on the back-to-back. And then most recently, Chris, did they split again? Yeah, that, I that was, was on the road trying trip, right? To remember, yeah. I mean, it's kind of we're, we're our memory is a little foggy because of the time we spent in Vegas, but I believe that they are. I could be wrong. Three and three, maybe three and four on back to backs. I'll look it up right now. But um, they they've definitely figured it out because I mean, if we remember, the real problem was not necessarily that they were just losing on back-to-backs. Mm-hmm. It was that the second night of a back-to-back was an unwatchable game from them. They would just get I, blown yeah. out by, like, 40. And I got you right here. So this is StatMuse. So they just have the games where they don't have – they didn't have a, a break. Right, zero so, days rest. Yes, zero days rest. So they have the second game, I believe, not the first one. So on January 3rd, they beat the Magic. That's when – that, that that's when they got that win after they had lost the day before. Right. And then, yeah, the either the ninth and the 10th or the 10th and the 11th, they beat 
the Hornets and then what was it the Pistons? Then after that, it was it was February third where they beat Chicago. And was that Chicago, Indiana? Is that what that yes, was? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So they won that back to back, and then most recently they lost the first game of the, They lost to the Suns and then beat the Nuggets. So it's it's looking wow. yeah. more normal. Yeah, for it's sure. looking more normal. I, I don't think it's a full on uh, a full on thing anymore. If you're looking at the record here, just from those second games, they're literally four, four and four. four. Yep. They're four and four for the second game. Yes. And then those first games, I know they have at least two losses because they lost to the Suns. Yeah. And they they lost to whoever that was before the before the Orlando Magic as well. Yeah, and I'm looking I mean, they're still a problem. Like I'm looking at their their numbers. And of course, naturally your numbers are always going to be down in those games, but uh they're shooting forty five percent. Uh, in those games, which is down from 49% on one day's rest. And then from three, they shoot 31% in those games, uh, typically shoot 37.9% on one day rest. So, I mean, the pro- you, you could argue that, you know, the offense is still a problem uh, on those second nights of back-to-backs. But, you know, as was the case in that Denver game uh, after the Phoenix you, you got to play defense. That's that's really the key in back-to-backs, and that's why the Kings have really struggled in those games, not because – well, not just because they can't make shots, but they're not playing any defense. And you, you should know that on the second game of a back-to-back, you're going to be more tired. Your shots are going to fall more short. And so you're going to have to try and get stops to win those games. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think that Denver game was really I- – I talked about it at the time. I feel like that should be the model that they try and, and take into all of those games. It's okay if it doesn't look pretty, uh, especially, again, uh, like at, at like Mike Brown said about last night. It doesn't have to look good. Just get the result, man. Just get the freaking result at this point. Yeah, and I don't really – I would love to get both games, obviously, but if you're asking me if I had to pick between the Clippers and the Heat, uh, I don't think I'm the only one that would say this. I would definitely pick a win against the Clippers. Yes, Easy. absolutely. For confidence Easy, sake, For please. confidence, yeah. just to see, okay, how that win would look, how yeah. that matchup would look, because that's a team that you might have to see again. Yes. The Heat, all right. You ain't got to see them. You, you don't have to this see them. This is the last them. time you're going to see them all year. And I would even argue that this is not a bad team, and I got to watch myself here because as soon as you say something like that, they'll burn you. But this is not the worst team to face off a of back-to-back when defense is your issue. I know Tyler Hero can yeah. do some things, and obviously there's Jimmy Butler. But there are much worse teams you could face from an offensive standpoint as far as what they're able to do off a of back-to-back than yes. the Heat. You got to deal with the Clippers first, but this is this is a back to back that would definitely be a nice to have. Not yes. not you need it, but it would definitely be a nice to have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I, I think so, especially with yeah Denver and, and Minnesota on the other end of it. Um, you know, we talked about it a lot yesterday, but you you, you got to try and split these. Got to try and go two and two um, at, at the least. If you don't, it it's okay, but. Um, these are the good teams, man. These are the teams that if you want to be a, pl- a serious playoff team, you're going to have to face competition that's to this level. And uh, it's a good early test for them. It's a good way of kind of, hey, you, you got to kind of get your feet wet a bit with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. 
but now this thing is ramping up and hopefully, you know, this this Clipper game will ramp them up like it did last year and and just kind of set the tone where they can stay at that level for for some period of time. It does get a little bit easier uh, on the other side of this five-game stretch. You look after the March 1st uh, Timberwolves game, you got the Bulls, you got the Lakers, you got the Spurs again, uh, and that starts a six-game homestand. So if you can get to the other side of this, and yeah, just again, 500, keep your head above water right Mm -hmm. now, there's greener pastures on the other side, and then as we know, it gets tougher later. But I I think – uh, this is this little pocket that we're going to have here in this next week is is going to be really, really big for this team. And just I think n- maybe not necessarily as big for the standings as what it's going to matter later. But I think for perception and for like confidence of, of us and, and maybe even the fan base of if they can play well in this stretch, I think that goes a long way in, in making us feel better about this yes. team in the playoffs. This is these this is one of those stretches that in the past they have not. Real, they have played okay. They have kept their head above water. When are you? We are still waiting. We had this conversation for months yeah. about the Kings turning the corner. So, Chris, they get a win last night, and I know that we have spent a lot of time saying, "Okay, seventeen gets you to forty-eight. But I think on this show today, on a payday Friday, for certain people, yep. and if it is, it's now enjoy 16. yourself. It's now sixteen. Wins. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I want to change this. And because of what's going on, if we really want to ensure that the Kings are going to get that six seed, I think we need to do away with that 48 and set the bar a little bit high, shoot for the moon, and you'll land amongst the stars at worst. I think we need to start that, 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 you know, number at 50. Okay. I think so, that's fair. So I, th- I, that's I just the number think it's that safer. They last year, too. I just think it's yeah. safer instead of looking for 48. 48 is not, it ain't doing it. Yeah. Last year's price is not today's price. <laughs> it's definitely not. So the number is not 16. If you are, if you're listening on Sacktown Sports, yeah, sure, right? We'll do it. The number is 18. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. It's not sitting at eighteen. I know. I had to do quick math. I was like, wait, add one and then sub- or add two, subtract. It would have been. It would have been. Go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you need two more wins. Yeah, yeah. So you, we need eighteen. We're down to eighteen. Yep. Can they get eighteen wins? Eighteen more wins and get to lucky number fifty? Because yep. I feel like fifty, you're in. You mm-hmm. you are probably that six seed. Yeah. Forty eight. I have no clue. Yeah, you're playing with fire. I have no clue. Point. And a little bit later in the show, we'll discuss the other teams. And it's about that time to start doing a standings watch. And, yeah. and we'll tell you each we, day. Yeah, I was like, we might have to do it daily. Yes, each day we will tell you who Kings fans are rooting for besides the Kings. And it's going to be rough some days. We had to root for the Warriors last night yeah. because the, the Lakers are ahead right. of the Warriors and we in had the standings. Root, I think we should have rooted for Dallas yesterday. They played we should have rooted for Dallas, I yeah. Because that. The, makes the, everything closer. And the problem is Dallas is hot now. I know. Those, those right. three teams, oh all three of them are hot. The Pelicans, the Suns, and the Mavs. Coming up next, we continue the conversation about whether a win is a win. And did it look like the Spurs were actually trying to win the game? <laughs> Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Here's Fox in the lane in transition. He scores again. It's just going up and down here. All of a sudden, the pace has intensified. Kings lead 76-71. Fox is now up to 17 points in this one.
some Niners news. There's some NFL news that helps the Niners. This is from David Lombardi. The NFL's newly announced salary cap for 2024, $255.4 million, is a whopping 13.6% increase over the 2023 number Sheesh. of $224.8 million. Original expectations were in the low 240s a few days ago, those up to approaching 250, 255.4 blows that away and means that the 49ers should be in even better shape to retain their core of star players for 2024 with the boost for 2025 business in quotes or in parentheses, C. Purdy, Brock Purdy as well. So good news. Inflation is getting crazy, guys. Inflation's out of control. Inflation and the NFL is king. The NFL yes. is king, and they continue to bring in money, and the Niners are going to have another another shot at this, at least one. And, you know, I saw something else, Chris, and it was the conversation of, well, the Niners have played a lot of games, and they really haven't slowed down at all. And the spin on it was that it was, it was good because they've proven that they could sustain this level. But in my mind, I'm thinking, maybe I'm just pessimistic. In my mind, I'm just thinking, doesn't that mean no effect? I mean, doesn't that mean they're due in some type of – the idea of them continuing to play all these extra games every yeah. single season and they unfortunately don't have anything to show for right. it. I, I know, you know, something similar happened with the Eagles, right, and how – and that's just a Super Bowl run. This is the Niners. I can't remember what the Eagles – I think the Eagles lost in the wild card two years ago. So then you have the Niners now – right who this whole stretch they've at least gone right. to the to the NFC what they went to the Super Bowl this season last season they went to the NFC championship and then the season before that the season before that with Jimmy did they lose in the NFC championship was that Jaquaski Tart Yes, I, think, I was there in person for okay, that Okay, so game. that's three. But, uh-huh. Jaquat, that's not fair. Because <laughs> there was like seven, it. eight minutes left in that game. It's just not fair to oh, put it on target. It's not fair. That's it how was I a terrible it. throw by Stafford. Should have been intercepted. <laughs> yes. I almost squeezed my cousin to death when <laughs> okay. it happened. But I, it's not fair to put it all fair. on that's that. That's just how I recall. So okay. that's. The, th- the last three seasons, yes. they've gone at least to the NFC Championship. Yeah. That's a lot of mileage. And you, one could say, wow, this is impressive. But one could also say, how long can it last is right. how I, I will put it. But looks like they'll be able to retain their core for at least another season. Yeah, I mean, uh, on on the the amount of games, I'm, I personally would think that that's, that's a detriment. I mean, especially with football in general, it feels like you'd want to save as much you know, as many hits as you could possibly take on your body. And of course, like going to those games is, is great, but it's, it's really tough for long-term uh, sustainability. And they've done a great job of, of plowing through that really. But at some point you do have to think that that's going to catch up with them. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I do wonder how much of this I do see. One of my, one of my friends here uh, sent me the, the cap thing and said, unironically, this is kind of the Taylor Swift effect as well. The NFL wow. jumped $30 million in cap space mm-hmm. over the year. That's probably a lot of unexpected revenue that came That's in. That's so true. And how crazy is it that it could literally just be like all of those? I mean, of course, let's not give all of the credit mm-hmm. to Taylor Swift, but I'm, I'm sure you, she's responsible for maybe like five, maybe 10 mil I'm of that you right salary now, cap going up. You, I'm, And I'm sure your significant other 
was getting texts as well from people who never watched football before. Yeah, I'm sure. Very into the game. Yeah. And literally were Chiefs fans. It yeah. was nuts. Yeah. It, it, it was nuts, and I don't know if it'll sustain. Uh, look, I'm to the point now. Could you call Taylor an advisor? Should she get a Super <laughs> she Bowl should, ring? She should, yeah. Because I think Jay Z is an advisor to the he, NFL. You got to put Taylor Swift I think in Taylor there deserves, too at this if, point. If there is a direct correlation to the percentage of what the Chiefs made and how that raised right. the NFL's revenue, I think, and I'm not kidding, I think Taylor Swift should get a Super Bowl ring. I'm being dead serious. They've given crazier, I, crazier yeah. situ- rings crazier, to crazier yes, exactly. situations. Yeah. All right. That that, and I don't want to tick off anybody because right. you know you talk about Taylor Swift. Come know, on, that's yeah, not I football. But yeah. I do. I'm, that, that's just how I feel. Maybe Christian Uzcheck's jackets. Also Maybe that that one feels that better. Well. She's there she's making one. I think for Aisha Curry. I saw really? on the I saw on the social media. And look, the thing is, the reason I'm even giving these flowers to Taylor is because it's ultimately helping the Niners. Yes, exactly. Because the yeah. Niners, you know, everyone's fighting. Who can you keep? Can you keep by you? Yeah. This helps the Niners retain helps a lot of teams, their players. It, it helps a lot of teams. So we will see how that all unfolds. Getting back to the Kings and not just the Kings, but the Spurs. You know, Chris, we half joked yesterday about Popovich. Not real. I did see him coaching up some of the guys yeah. yesterday. Devin Vassell and and Sheldon, other guys on the team. Yell at Wemby a couple times Wem- too. Well, Wemby was taking some terrible shots. Right, he deserved it. And somebody. Somebody said that Wemby made a three late in the game. Yeah, that was, pro- that was a big I, three. That, that might have been the only one he made. He was it clanking was. No, last it literally night. was the only three he, he made. He was clanking last night, and then he got taken out about two minutes later or whatever, yeah. and people were saying the Spurs aren't even trying to win, and we joked about it as well. It's not a minutes restriction. We were discussing it during yeah. the game, but they're clearly monitoring his minutes because this season means absolutely nothing besides – how much they want to get out of it for his development. How good should Kings fans feel that you won a game that the Spurs weren't trying to lose, but they weren't really trying to win? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It was it was a good win. You should take it. We've said it. Like wins are wins at this point in the season. Um and you know, they they the Kings played a part in it's not like I don't think Victor just sucked because he had a bad day. Like I think the Kings no. played a part in it. Yeah. So I, I think they should feel good about that. They made him uh, really inefficient, eight for twenty-one. Yeah, he was one of six from three, which and there was that was all Wemby. That was all Wemby. Those some bad they, threes. Yeah, they did not force Wemby to take any of those threes. He was taking step backs. He was just pulling up on people. I was, I was, um, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I was disappointed as as someone who was there to see the spectacle that is Wemby. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. I want to see or s- tell people, hey, yeah, I saw this seven-five dude. Pull six mm-hmm. times from three. Ideally, you know, if it weren't, if I had no horse in the race, I would say it would be awesome if he hit three or four of them. Yeah. But um, that's what you want to see from him. But at the same time, again, I don't think that's good for the Spurs. Like, I don't, I don't think it's good for Wemby. I was, I don't want to say, I, I just kind of expected more from him. I thought not, not more from his game. I thought he was a little bit. Um, more decide. I don't want to say smarter, but I guess like essentially basketball wise, I thought he had a bigger basketball IQ. Um, just in terms of shot selection, I really and I understand his team's not great, and so maybe he feels the burden of of taking shots he maybe shouldn't take. But I don't know. I I, I if I were Pop, I would have 
uh, a long time ago said, I'm not going to coach you if this is how it's going to be because you, you, this is not productive. Like, he, he was Look, terrible man. yesterday. Look, I'm going to tell you this right now. Okay, and you know how I feel, and we we got more on Sabonis coming up here. That was the Sabonis effect. Might he did not want to be. He got one too in many shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. He got one too many of those shoulders, and there was just too much beef in the kitchen. Yeah, Wemby was trying to be vegan or whatever it is, <laughs> and there was just too much beef in the kitchen. There was too much heat, and he could not handle Sabonis. Okay, yeah. the fox and the ox. Wemby's an alien. Well, this time the Earth won yeah. because he wasn't ready. He was not ready, and I think that – I don't want to say scared him, but that kept him from wanting to get – because he couldn't do anything down there. He didn't do a single thing. He couldn't do – I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. okay, and, and right now they're trying to figure out what he's going to be, but he I didn't see any legit post moves. I didn't not see a anything. single one. I know we talked about Devin Vassell. You know who You know who impressed me the most last night? Who's that? And I know that the Kings, they do need – I'm looking at his contract now because the Kings do need a backup point guard. Give me Trey Jones. Give me Trey Jones. Give me Trey man. Jones Give me today, Jones. tomorrow, yeah. yesterday, yeah. and beyond. He's okay. the only man who is, who understands the assignment there. He's 24 years old. Yeah. Okay, he's on a two-year deal. He's a free. They got a, the, the Spurs got him for another year. He's making nine mil. If if Malik, if Malik goes, or if they want more of a playmaker type sure. guy that can score, because Trey Jones really sc- scoring is secondary to him. Give me Trey Jones. Yeah, I, I like Trey Jones a lot. I like Tyus Jones too, but um, right now, you know, Tyus is kind of locked into Washington, and he he's trying to start there. Uh, I think Trey Jones would be perfect. He he is like a true playmaking uh, backup point guard. I know he's starting in San Antonio. San Antonio obviously is that's the worst recent, team in the I West. Think? Yeah, it's also recent, recent cuz they as you know, they were trying to start Jer- our boy Jeremy Sohan, Man, the one-handed just, wonder. He cracks me up. Bro, it, he might be Jordan Poole's cousin. I was like there's no he's not like a serious <laughs> NBA player. Like we were trying we were watching him for like an entire like stint of time and we yeah. were like what is he? No, like, what yeah. position does he play? He what is, is his he's hilarious. He's not that big either. He's like 6'7", 6'8". But, six, he's, seven, six, eight, but, he's, but he's a, a freak good athlete. athlete. Yeah, he's a great athlete. But just not much – I don't want to say not much skill because yeah. he is skilled, but it's just I, – I don't know where he's going to fit into no. – like, what his role is going to be on, like, an actual good team. The one-handed free throws is crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Trey Jones is is great. I think he would be perfect. Again, I said he's the only one on that team that understands the assignment. The assignment is get Wemby the ball in the best positions. Yes. He had nine assists yesterday. Um, he's really the only person they have that can that they trust with the ball in their hand. And I, I think the Kings could, could use a guy – if it's not Trey Jones, a guy like Trey Jones desperately – um, because you know, I think Davion's defense was great yesterday, but we're still seeing offensively. Did he? It's just not really bringing it. Yesterday? Who's that, Davion? Yeah. Uh, no, he, he did. He and it he was a bad took brick. one, and it was yeah, it was yeah, a really, really bad. It was brick. a bad brick. I, I'm just trying to figure out. Do we know Tyus and Trey? I don't know if they got any other siblings, but mom, pops, There's be a third one. Maybe. Well, I was gonna say mom, pops. Did they hoop? I mean, he, they just yeah. made two, two prime yeah. point guards, Duke point guards. Yeah, That's I crazy. mean, I mean, pops or mom must have been a point guard or something. When we get back and teaming the conversation, nine two five says. King should enjoy it now because three years from now, Wemby will be dropping a 50-burger oh, on Oh, you better them. believe it. I also don't think that's just a Kings thing. That, yeah, might, that right. might be everyone. So the Kings are trying we to enjoy it We might need to right enjoy now. basketball while we yes, can. Yes, exactly. Because they're going to they're gonna 
match him up with somebody else. It <laughs> might even be it might even be Trey. If it they might think be Trey Young. That, yeah. Well, Trey Young or, or yeah, I think they probably want someone who can do more offensively than Trey Jones. But right. he's always those are the types of guys they will always be on a roster, and hopefully yes. one of them makes their way to the Kings at some point in time. When we get back and continuing the conversation, Sabonis is his comp Brock Purdy? How? Why? Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Top of the circle, now drives left side of the paint. Goes strong and flushes it home. Two-hand grip for Keegan Murray to make it 111-107. From the 916, this is Nick Wemby out here looking like a giraffe on stilts. I'm giving him three years before I can speak on his game. Until then, meh. I don't think it's going to take three. I, it, it's it's already happened. I hate to break it to you, but he's already averaging 20 and 10. Like, it, it's it's happening right now. He did not have a great night last night, yeah. but it still wasn't bad. Yes. he. It, the Spurs are just a mess. Not only was it not bad, he had five steals, five blocks. Yeah. So, in a bad game, offensively, he still had one of the best defensive performances of the season. Yeah. Like, it's... That's, was, that's what makes him so great is even his bad games, mm-hmm. he's still impacting the game like crazy. There was one play where he got a rebound and it honestly looked like he went stretch Armstrong yeah. and there was a block and he a got rebound. He one time on a block. Yeah, I think it yeah. was an offensive rebound and he came out of nowhere. Yeah, the steals were crazy. I think, you know, and De'Aaron said you just can't prepare for that type of length. That's what he said in the post game mm. because it's just – you don't you're not used to it and you think you have more room than you yes. have to make a move or do something and then all of a sudden he's on you. He's on you, but like we said there's one thing to to have that length, but it's another thing to be in the gym, okay? And to deadlift, okay? And to clean and to be get, to be the guy that gets after it and that was DeMontis Sabonis last night when you talk about his Draper always says Cave in his chest in. That's what that's what Demontis Sabonis was Can doing. Can I jump in on that? Sub- what with Wemby, you're talking about length, all that stuff. That makes Sabonis's play, the Eurostep play that he did, Whew. even more impressive. That I don't was know if, crazy. I don't know if you guys saw, but they posted that on the NBA Instagram. Yeah, never happens. Read the comments <laughs> on that. Right, it's very funny. The comments on that video, but Sabonis left him, and then you look at Wemby. He's just sitting there with his arm up, just lost. Yeah, so amazing. I think he was attempting to take a charge. I don't really know what no. he was trying to do. I think he honestly didn't think Sabonis had that in his bag. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I think he thought, yeah, I'm sure he thought he was going to take a charge, and he was like, oh, this dude's just going to run into me because mm-hmm. he's a bull, and Sabonis just left him. Yeah. He completely left him, and yeah, it looks really bad when a dude who's 7'5", is just standing there with his hands up. It looked and like he glitched. Move. Yeah. Because really he already did. looks like a video game. It looked yeah. like he glitched. Controller 2, yeah. player 2 has been deactivated. 
and you lost Wi-Fi or and the Bluetooth yes. went out, something like that. Well, he looks like a creative character too. Right. I literally oh, looked broken, like man. I was watching, you know, uh, during and he was the one who announced it with Adam Silver oh, and right, NBA dude. AI. It looked like I was watching NBA AI, the the movie version, and it glitched and that's I was dope. gonna have to complain to whoever my provider is. And that's all due to sick domas. Still being sick. He's here's, here's some of the numbers, Chris. 22 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. Still finds a way to get the triple-double. And I got more numbers from you or for you from Frankie Cardicelli. Never heard of him. He is 15th right now for most points, rebounds, assists, those specific triple-doubles during a wow. single season in NBA history. He is 15th. He is tied, actually, for 15th with... The much better version of him in everyone's eyes, Jokic. Hmm. They are both tied, and that was in 2021, 2022. And off the top of my head, is that that's when Jokic won MVP? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Because yeah. that's when he was playing with the Plumbers, mm-hmm. and they lost to the Warriors. <laughs> so that that was 2022. No offense to whoever was on that team. Was, was, <laughs> no, was, was no Uncle, offense at all. Was Uncle Jeff on that team? Uncle Jeff was definitely uh, on that team. Jeff Green. I don't remember how long he was in Denver, but he definitely might have been. So that was that was Jokic's MVP season, and Sabonis is at 19 right now. Yeah, right now with 27 games left, Russell Westbrook is at the top of that list with 42 mm. points, rebounds, assists, triple doubles. That was in 2017, and I'm willing to bet that's the year that Russell Westbrook won the that's when he yes. averaged it so yes. that's when he won the yes. mvp too yes. weird weird yeah not an all-star though Sabonis. weird not even close that is really really weird strange for sure more numbers for you this is from frankie as well frankie just doing double duty no thanks or all thanks to <laughs> brendan brendan why don't you be built different <laughs> like sabonis you got frankie putting up Sabonis numbers. Dude, Frankie put up a triple double last Frankie night. Frankie put up a okay. triple. No, we'll talk about the quintuple double. <laughs> yeah. That's what Frankie's putting up. We got that action for you as well as a high schooler really got to work. So, DeMontis Sabonis, NBA ranks triple doubles. He's, fir- he's first. Double doubles, he's first. Rebounds per game, he's first at 13.2. Rebounds total, he's first with 726. Win shares, he's fourth at 8.6. Assists, he's fourth, 461. Assists per game, he's fifth at 8.4. Field goal percentage, he's eighth at 62%. He's averaging 20.2, 13.2 rebounds, and 8.4 assists. It's just nuts. Like, I mean, it's, it's just crazy that that he's doing it every single night. And what, this has now been like 38 straight double-doubles? It's just it's insane. Like I, 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 you know, I know we're gonna have the conversation later of who who he kind of reminds us of on, on, as a counter example, um, but he's just so underrated. I don't know if un- I guess underrated is the right word, but it just feels like in general too, there needs to be more conversation about him. Like I know here in Sacramento we have a ton, but the things he's doing and the highlights now that he's providing, like. Yeah. How is this guy just not being talked about more in general across NBA circles? Yeah, and Mason Mason Jones, I know we spoke about oh him, and he was still doing his thing. The, the Kings are starting to get a bench mob. Come on. Uh, Sabonis it's a real thing. was yamming and looking at the bench. Yep. It, felt, it felt nice last night. Mm-hmm. It felt like the Kings were starting to 
get a little bit of swagger yes. to them and start feel to themselves feel, a feel themselves a little bit. Now you got to feel yourself and not blow leads, yeah. right? And and take care of business. But it felt last night some we confidence. Know, man. We know Thank Malik you. Monkey does an East Bay dunk. For those who don't know, East Bay dunk that's between the legs to end the game after the game was over. Ridiculous. The Sardinia. Oh, we gotta get that sound there. <laughs> I think I swagger back. I think <laughs> that, <laughs> that is that is what the Kings got going on. Now let's get to Jamie right now and see what he has to say about Wemby and the Kings. Yeah. Yeah, you guys got me? We got you. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, so I'm listening to you guys talking. It sounds like you guys weren't very uh, impressed with Wemby. And uh, um, one of you guys even commented, you know, it's going give to me, give me three years, then I'll give you uh, my opinion on him. No, sorry. Um, that was a, We were reading a text. That was a text. That wasn't us. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you know, he might not have had a great game, but he still had a good game, and the kid is going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, okay. So obviously the text threw me off, and that's why I was calling, like, what are you talking about? No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no. When that's he, what I was Yeah, saying. no. Thanks for the call, Jamie. Yeah, that was. That was from a nine one six, I believe it was Nick. Yeah, we we saw we saw what Wemby could do, and it, even in a game where it didn't look outstanding offensively, and there were some questionable shots. Yeah, defensively, yeah. Chris said those steal. I mean, steals. That's something that you normally see from smaller guards. Yes, De'Aaron Fox, right. Steph Curry, Trey Young, those types of guys. They rack up steals. Not. Guys like guys Victor Wembanyama. He's a okay? rookie. So e- even when he's off, he's so good. He just eats up space. He's only he's just going to be he's only going to have quote unquote bad games in one area. He's not the type of guy who's just going to have an absolute stinker because the way that the NBA is is moving and where it's moving to, it's these dynamic players that can just kind of do it all. We talk about you know the 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 ability to do different things and and Swiss army knives that's what Wemby is I think honestly jack of all trades master of none that's his issue right now and I believe someone was it Tim Duncan another great big was saying he's got to decide he doesn't have to decide but he's got to decide maybe it was Kevin Garnett when he wants to be what right Kevin Durant a little bit smaller than Wemby which is insane but Kevin Durant he understood pretty early. Okay, now I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be guard Kevin Durant. Now I'm going to be big Kevin Durant and do different things. Wemby doesn't know when he wants to be what yet, yes. and he, he just wants to be at all at all times. Yep. And you have to just, you have to pick your spots. Yeah. And Wemby doesn't know how to do that yet. Feels but, like he's playing 2K. Like yes. Wemby almost yes. plays like he's playing a my career. Right. And it's right. like no, dude, like. Even Wemby has to, to your point, like you almost kind of have to fill roles, mm-hmm. but you have to pick and choose when you're going to be those things. Yeah, so it, it's 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 really great to watch for now when it's not, you know, they're at the bottom of the, the standings, but in a couple years, to that point, to the, the Texas point, in a couple years it's going to be different because that team is going to be better. You can't have, what would we say, Popovich is 76. You can't have a 76-year-old coach and and waste time. Can I throw one crazy Wemby number I just mm-hmm. saw in here? Uh, Vic Winder, <laughs> I just mixed his name into one. Wemby has played 50 games this year, uh, has 161 assists. He has 161 blocks. He's averaging 3.2 blocks per game. That, that just doesn't just normally happen. It's that he has as many blocks as he does yeah. assists, and it's not like he doesn't have any assists. I wonder if that will go down 
in the coming years because people won't try it. Yeah, they might. Maybe just people not don't give him understand the yeah. how long he is until you get down in there front of in him, the yeah. paint. Oh, I thought I could get this shot off, and you're just not able to do so. Coming up next, Demontis Sabonis and Brock Purdy. What do they have in common? More than you think. Sals and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.